0: Welcome to the Transform podcast uh, my name is Andrew and I'm here with my bride Daisy hey. it's so great to have you back after a little bit of an absence uh, Daisy but I think our viewers always love to hear the wisdom that you have and so grateful that you're here uh, last episode we covered heaven and hell so if you missed that you could tune in you know I think people want to know like is that real is it really like is there really heaven and really hell and how do you get to one or the other um, so I think that is uh, a good, good question that we hit last episode, so you can tune into that. But today, the question is, what should one do before they die? Mm-hmm. What should a person like, think about before it's their time to go? And if you're younger and you listen to this, and you're like, oh, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not dying anytime soon, mm-hmm. Like I would just say, you know what, I think, how, I think we all want to know how we can make it count and how we can be right with God while we're here. Mm-hmm. So, I think this is a relevant question even if you're not thinking you're about to die. You know, it's like what's important? What's important for me to get done here?
1: And we need to accept the reality that we don't know what our future is.
0: That's true. We don't. I mean,
1: <laughs> we hope we don't die till we're 93. That's right. But, you know, tragedy happens. Tragedy happens. And it's good to be prepared. And Jesus speaks a lot in the New Testament about being prepared.
0: He does, and he says he's coming at a time we don't expect, right. too. So we believe in a second visible return of Jesus to this earth. The Old Testament said he would come the first time. He did, mm-hmm. so it was right. And then the New <laughs> Testament said he's coming a second time. I'm banking on it. Yeah. So, um, so I would say this. This comes from St. Augustine. He's a 5th century church father. He was a pastor in North Africa. He's one of the most famous writers of the patristic era. The patristic era is about, you know, kind of like the third, fourth, fifth century. Um, He is influential to Martin Luther, the German reformer who uh, reformed the entire church. Uh, And then in in addition, he's influential to John Calvin, Mm. who has been an extremely influential reformer in our country. He came out of Geneva, Switzerland, but his legacy in terms of the reformed tradition in our country, as well as in Europe and beyond. Um, But it all goes back to this dude, St. Augustine. (laughs) And he was famous for, you got to dive into what are called the penitential Psalms. Mm. And he read the penitential Psalms to himself before he died. Mm. Penitence means you have a contrite, sorrowful, remorseful spirit over your sin, and you're simply asking for forgiveness. So uh, the penitential psalms were actually named this by a man by the name of Cassiodorus in the 6th century. They're also called psalms of confession. So it's basically like you're just asking God for forgiveness Mm -hmm. in these psalms. Mm -hmm. Psalm 51, verse 17 kind of summarizes it all and this is one of the penitential psalms it says the sacrifices of god are a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart oh god you will not despise so just in the same way that it just brings great encouragement when somebody comes to you and just says hey i need your forgiveness i want to ask for your forgiveness mm-hmm. um, this has happened to me in life has it happened to you Daisy where someone's asked you for forgiveness Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I probably could think of a few people that have asked you for that Uh, (laughs) um, what I would say is it's so it's such a beautiful way to approach a relationship
2: Mm.
0: you're approaching not with blame or criticism or attack or stonewalling or whatever you're approaching the relationship with humility, Mm -hmm. and you're asking for forgiveness. It's like a, it's such a relationship builder. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Well, our relationship with God isn't any different. Mm -hmm. And if you're wondering why everyone needs forgiveness, you can hit the previous episode where we nailed that kind of towards the end of it. Mm -hmm. God invites us to ask for, for forgiveness. And there's this thing where, yeah, we have it, as Christians, mm-hmm. but yet we continue to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Why do we do that? I think we do it because we, we love God, mm-hmm. and we want a relationship with God, mm-hmm. and we want to know He loves us back. So it's mm-hmm. just great to hear it. And He promises to forgive us mm-hmm. through the death of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He says in 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, If you confess your sins, I am faithful and just. I will forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. And so, Daisy, um, I'm talking here so far about our need to ask for it and to confess our sins. What can you say to our listeners about the assurance that we have when we confess?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all over the New Testament that God assures us that we are saved after we do confess and, um, dependent on our faith in Him and His sacrifice for us. But um, after an extreme tragedy happened when I was in high school, um, I just remember reading this verse over and over again and just meditating on it because I was so broken over what had happened. And in Psalm 116, it says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. And um, I just remember reading that over and over and over again and just knowing that the death of these believers was something that God cared about deeply and that it is even called precious. And that just um, really impacted me. And um, Ray Ortland, he's a pastor in Tennessee, um, he wrote this about this verse, Um God will not throw you away like a crumpled up piece of trash. He will receive you as his treasured friend. Mm. I thought that was just a really lovely way of thinking about that verse and thinking about what, you know, death seems to be such an awful and scary thing. And yet, I think we really should be meditating on what God has for us
2: Mm.
1: through that death. And he has, you know, a continued relationship with him. And... A friendship that is gonna even become closer and more lovely as we are um, so close to him without you know the barrier of sin and this world in between us
0: Wow such a beautiful quote and such beautiful words so the believer Jesus says will be with paradise so this is what he tells the thief on the cross there's two other people that are crucified next to Jesus and it's interesting one of them is contrite the thief but then the other criminal is not contrite at all mm-hmm. um, and in Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ there's actually a historic depiction of a bird that would come and you know kind of kind of gnaw at the, the, the people being crucified but Mel Gibson took the creative liberty to show the bird gnawing at the unrepentant person mm-hmm. um, but yet the thief, confesses their sin and asks for forgiveness. And Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise. So we believe that a person goes to paradise during what's called the intermediate state after they die. But yet the believer's ultimate hope and anticipation is Jesus' visible return in which there'll be a reunion of body and soul. So the intermediate state, your, di- your soul is disembodied and you're existing in paradise the kingdom of heaven is body and soul being reunited and that is a, a thing that's what the christian is really looking forward to mm-hmm. so when you talk about it it just sounds so hopeful and mm. god's going to receive us as his friend and mm-hmm. uh, you know i can't wait to see jesus face to face when he comes again you know so awesome and beautiful and when you think about all of the troubles of this life like i'm ready for the party so let's Jesus, it says in Revelation, what is it, 21, no, 22 at the end, it says, come Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's the believer's prayer, you know, come Lord Jesus. And so, um, Daisy, like, all right, so we're answering the question, what should one do before they die? Mm -hmm. What are some things we should do? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's a very relevant question for every human being.
2: Yeah.
0: What should we do before we die?
1: So I have a list that I wrote down um, that I think is applicable to all of us, you know, thinking about that. So I wrote down, become a disciple of Christ, share your testimony, forgive those who hurt you, serve and love like Christ, give generously and sacrificially, finish your race and keep the faith.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Which one, what are some of the ones there that maybe jump out at you?
1: Um, I've been thinking a lot about forgiveness lately. So that mm. one definitely jumped out at me. Wow.
0: Um,
2: okay. I
1: think my heart has been holding on to some things that I haven't really thought about needing to forgive, but then realizing the impact on my life of those things. And, you know, I need to work through that. Mm-hmm. And I need to forgive. So that's one that, mm. that I've been thinking about lately.
0: That's powerful that you... I think it's a powerful thing for a human being to do. It takes courage, it takes humility, and it it brings healing. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I think about what do you need to make right? You know, are there, are there, Mm -hmm. and I think in AA, they say amends, like, do you need to make amends? I think Mm -hmm. biblically, we have this concept of restitution. It's basically righting wrongs. Are there any wrongs you need to make right? Mm -hmm. You know, so you're not carrying that you know, with you, mm-hmm. but you can be relieved from it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, I think that also builds trust with other human beings. When someone makes it right, when someone asks for forgiveness, when someone, you know, just wants to, I you mean, know, that's what we always want people to do if they've wronged us is to come and make it right. Mm-hmm. You know, such a beautiful thing.
1: Um, The first one, become a disciple of Christ, I think, you know, through so many years of ministry, we've really seen people just blossom in their life and in their Mm -hmm. faith when they decide, I am going to become a disciple of Christ, and they pursue that, and they're open to learning from the Lord and doing what it takes, you know, going to church or becoming a part of a, a Bible study group and really taking that seriously, like that's when we've seen we've seen people transform from lives of maybe unforgiveness and hurt and fear into lives of just faith and strength and purpose purpose like we've we've seen this very dramatically in mm-hmm. some people and i think i think the factor has been okay i'm ready i'm going to become a disciple and i'm going to go
0: after mm-hmm. it yeah and i think that resonates with people cuz people hear the word christian And we think like almost like a race of people. But when you say (laughs) a disciple of Jesus, Mm -hmm. I think that maybe, I think that resonates more with people. Mm -hmm. Like you're actually trying to follow Jesus. And I've heard some good things about this new movie that's come out called The Jesus Revolution.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah,
0: Uh, Maybe we should go see that, Yeah, let's see it. Let's go. Uh, But it it shows kind of this movement of people that had their lives transformed Mm -hmm. by Jesus. And if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has uh, gone. The new has come. Um, This has happened in your life, in my life. And it is kind of our mission. Like God called us here to this city uh, to minister to people and to spread the word. But of course, through this technology, we're able to reach people all over the planet. Mm -hmm. And we're grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I would add this. So you said... You know, like, you got a list of things we should do before we die. I would say this. Jesus gave his last words to the people he loved. Jesus gave his last words to the 12 disciples, and it sounds like there were some other disciples there, too. Mm -hmm. And then on the cross, he gave his last words to his mom. Mm. Mary was there. And his last words to his beloved disciple, or at least that's what John called himself. Last words. And I think that that's, that's huge. And I've seen people do that before, and it's mm-hmm. so powerful.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: To give your last words. Like,
1: so what were his last words? Jesus's? Yeah.
0: You have um, me on the edge of my seat you gotta, right now. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> you, know, um, he, you know, and I, I probably don't have all of them, but I know that he forgave his executioners. Mm-hmm before everybody, like in front of his mom, in front of John. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. He said, Father, forgive. Like who does that?
2: Mm.
0: Like that is huge. Yeah. But then also he says, Mary, behold your son. Mm. And he tells John, behold your mother. Um and so they're they're kind of he's kind of you know saying hey you guys take care of each other now. Mm-hmm after I leave and you guys are going to be like family now. Um, so, and there's, there's likely more I'm forgetting. I mean, he had the last words to the thief on the cross today. You'll be with me in paradise. Mm -hmm. So give your last words to the people you love. All right. And so anything else for today, Daisy?
1: I think we covered it.
0: All right. So if you are tuning in and you've been blessed by this to have a purpose before we die, while we're here on this earth. Uh, And you want to share this content with anyone near to you, uh, friends or family or whoever, we would be greatly encouraged if you would do that. And also, if you have a question you want us to answer on this podcast, you could submit it to hello at sjdenver.org. See you next time. Bye.